We're on, boys. Yeah, I saw that. What's what? What's this? Where are we? What, what are we doing? This what's is music, this? mindfulness, and madness. Fuck yeah. That's, that's that shit right there. Brought to you by sheer willpower. Yes. That's about it. The sheer, sheer, the sheer willpower have a have a catchphrase, have a tag. Yeah, whether you tag like it or not. Here you go. Yeah. yeah, it's appropriate for today. I think the catchphrase for sheer willpower is like "Go harder, dumbass." <laughs> Wake up, shithead! Get yeah. to work. Time to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord. Remember <laughs> that scene from Barfly? Remember that? Remember the bit in Barfly where where he uh, he gets he he goes he cashes his check in the bank and, and he picks up a hooker. Uh, who, who just gets in his <laughs> as, car? As you do. No, he gets it. No, no, no. The woman gets it. He she says something filthy and she and no, no, no. He didn't pick up the hooker. No, who, what did he? No, he was with the the, the woman, the publisher woman. He and the publisher woman right. was in the car. And 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 he got there was some road rage with someone at a stoplight behind him. Oh yeah, and and she's all, "What are you going to do?" She goes, "I'm going to give him a taste of death." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Not what I would call a good. Self- and then he, like he backed into the guy, and then the guy got out of the. Car. It was like a burly who got out of the car, and then Henry got out. Of- oh yeah, he's. All, what are you going to do? Ah. Uh, well, that's probably an appropriate start to uh, today's self-care podcast, which sounds yeah. so very Southern Californian. <clears throat> We're recording this on the 13th of March. Um, it is uh, the beginning of daylight savings time today. So we've all lost an hour out of our days, uh, which everybody hates. Um, but uh, yeah, we wanted to talk a little bit about self-care as kind of a follow-up to uh, last week's uh, episode about sleep. So I've got this little little introduction here. Um, as a child, I trained myself to stare right into bright headlights of approaching cars. It hurt, but I thought that's how I would toughen up my eyes and just get used to it. It never worked. For most of my life, I thought harder was better. Every workout was at maximum intensity and workouts were every day without a break unless I was injured, which I never was until I was. And then I was depressed and irritated and I felt like everything was coming apart. I wasn't seeing the results I wanted. Clearly 1600 calories a day was too much and my workouts not hard enough. My other problems elicited similar responses. Clearly I just wasn't hitting everything hard enough. So I would hit it harder. It didn't matter if it was a song or a relationship or a daily task, singing, playing the guitar, working out, you name it, more effort must be better. And up through my thirties, I just assumed this is how life was hard, a struggle, banging on everything as hard as you could. The winners, the successful, the victorious, they must be on some other level of hitting it harder. And I couldn't figure out why I hurt all the time, physically, mentally, and emotionally. I thought I was taking care of myself, but all I was doing was breaking myself down. In the early 2000s, I read about Olympian Dara Torres. Torres is about my age. She is the fastest swimmer in Olympics history. And in the 2008 Olympics, at the age of 41, she was the oldest person to make the swim team in Olympic history. 
She won three silver medals in 2008, with two of the races separated by only 35 minutes. I read about her with interest. By my 40s, I was starting to feel the cumulative effects of my constant grind. Here was someone my age, obviously gifted, obviously hardworking, and able to be the best in the world, even though she was competing against people decades younger than she was. Dara's trainer noted that at 41, they had to change her program. He said that she still went hard occasionally, but most of her workouts were of moderate intensity. And for every hour she spent training, she spent an hour in recovery, resting, stretching, getting a massage, rehabilitating, not going harder, taking care of her body. This blew my mind. How could this be? Was this actually beneficial? Was it all psychological? I hadn't had a real massage in at least a decade, so I booked one, and a week later found myself face down on a table. The therapist went to work while I tried not to feel too insecure about my body. I could feel my sore and tense muscles slowly unwinding as they did their best. I found myself on the verge of tears for most of the session, partially because of the tension finally releasing, and partially because of the soreness of my body. But I realized it was also because I was so unused to letting someone touch me and care for me that way, for so unused to taking care of myself. That night, I slept better than I had in as long as I could remember, and I vowed to get regular massages, not as a reward for training hard, but as part of training hard, like Dara Torres. I thought maybe I should get a trainer, a coach like Dara had. So not long after, I found myself a personal trainer. In our first session, she got to know me. I didn't see it as an indulgence. This was just going to be part of my training program. And in our first session, after watching me work out a bit and talking to me, she said, so in every workout you do, you go as hard as you can for all of it? I smiled proudly and said, of course. She shook her head. That's not how you're supposed to do it. It's not good for you. I would go on to train with her for a long time. The workouts were challenging, but only very rarely the kind of all-out devastation I had been subjecting myself to. The first couple of times I really took to mental therapy, I was in crisis, and my therapists kept me from completely falling apart. They helped me get my life back on track and helped me deal with some terrible situations. But the last two therapists I engaged were less about crisis and more about simply spending some time on me, on getting better, on having a professional listener who could help me work through some things before they became crises to help my well-being. It isn't cheap. And it gives me work I have to do on my own, but it's similar to my physical trainer. It's part of how I take care of myself. And all of these people, massage therapist, personal trainer, therapist, doctor, dentist, are helping me learn to take care of myself. It took me longer than it should to realize taking care of myself doesn't just mean going hard. It means an equal amount of rest and recovery. It means listening to my body, mind, and spirit, and giving myself time to heal assimilate and recharge. That is how you improve. It isn't the workouts and exertion. That's the tearing down part. The rest and recovery is where you actually get stronger. They go together. All workouts and no rest is just as bad as all rest and no workouts and arguably more destructive. That lesson eventually began to sink into other parts of my life too. Even beginning guitar players learn that grabbing the neck too hard is going to pull the strings sharp as well as picking too hard. Voice teachers will tell you singing too loud and too hard is not good for your voice, makes you go out of tune, and sounds bad as well. Yeah, I have a voice teacher too. 
I had and have so many things I want to do or feel that I need to do, yet I am learning not to let myself have a day off, but to recognize that those days of not doing things are critically important. There's only so much I can put in my head or try to do before the quality falls off or before life just turns into some grim list of chores. Taking care of yourself is important. Learning what you need is a critical part of that. Perhaps you're not going to win three silver medals at 41, but it's also pretty clear that if Dara Torres hadn't practiced some serious self-care, she wouldn't have won them either. This self-care might be physical stuff like I'm talking about, or it might be mental. What makes you feel good and is actually good for you? Don't mistake bad indulgences for self-care. The right kind of care makes you healthier, not just sated or wasted. You'll know it's the right thing because afterwards you're ready to get back to life. And as important as self-care is, letting other people take care of you is perhaps even more important, but that's a topic for another day. Good stuff. Yeah. So what does self-care mean to you guys? Meditation, definitely. Yoga. Um, doing the exact thing you said at the end, recognizing, recognizing when I, I need to uh, turn myself off. Um. And, um, it, it usually, <clears throat> usually happens when, when I get up in the morning and, 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 and I'm laying there with the dog and I look around and go, well, today's not, not the day to sit down and do anything. And, uh, and then that's what I'll do. Michael, you're on mute. Can't hear you. Dang, dang technology. No, that's that's two of us now. I, I was sitting here t- telling this whole story, story about the bar fly scene and realized <laughs> I was on mute. Well, gen- you know, generally I don't use that mute button, but that's some good self-care today is I'm going to mute my fat mouth yakking away. Um, it's good care for you guys so I can just like, shush. Yeah, I, I you know... Self-care, generally, my experience of it and people I know who practice it, they suck at it, you know? That's been my experience, and we get better at it, you know? It's not like, you suck, just don't ever do it. It's like, I'd like to get better at it because it's helpful. And certainly in younger years, I didn't, you know, I didn't see the use for it. I was just like, you know, you brush your teeth, you take a shower, you know, and if someone goes like, man, you really smell, you take another shower, you know, <laughs> like, like, but it's mostly, it was more of a reactive thing. And I, you know, I didn't really get taught those skills all too well, you know, the general stuff. Sure. But, um, you know, even fashion dressing well is a kind of a self care. Cause really, you know, I've seen some of these shows where they do these makeovers on people and you see this complete transformation and not not physically so much the physical stuff yeah but watching people's uh emotional state completely change and like their thinking changes and they're just like that thing i've been trying i've been wanting to do for 20 years i'm gonna do it now 
just because, you know, some people came in and gave them permission, like you were saying, Anu, about, you know, letting other people care for you. Uh, when people pay a compliment to me, you know, I used to have some quippy, funny thing. I'd be like, oh, yeah, should have seen the other guy or whatever kind of bullshit would come out of my head rather than just going, thank you. That's very kind. Thank you for the kind words. Even with my clients, you know, they'll, they'll say, I really like that a lot. It was just great. Thank you. And I'm just like, thank you. And you're welcome. You know, having kind of a human dialogue because I was so busy being positional or like, you know, uh, do they mean that? I'm not, you know, my brain is just kind of like activated and it's got its own old judgments, generally a younger conversation. And so I'm, you know, like with the mindfulness stuff and meditation, it's given uh, a much larger gap, some more spaciousness between, you know, the uh, uh, stimulus and response. And so physically too, you know, I, I know, starting to get a little more creaky the older I get. So I'm having to like do more in other areas, but not too much more knowing where my limits are. You know, I, I hike twice a week. I, I can, af I can afford that because I live in a part of the world where you can kind of do it a year round. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to do it to lose weight. I just get out there because it like helps me emotionally. If I get my blood and all the stuff moving around, my emotions are just much better. Um, and I had just have more room to, uh, not re be so reactive. Same with meditation, you know, so some of those general things, uh, I think the other thing that I've been really trying to add in lately is, um, fun. I was talking to a buddy of mine who I talk, you know, we talk many times a week and, uh, I said, I kind of need a fun category, but I, I don't even know what that means to me these days, you know, cause it used to be. Very I'm, sending a, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a skateboard. <laughs> I tried skateboarding when I when I hit 40, I was like, I thought it'd be a good idea for me to get a skateboard and learn now. Boy, I think I told you that skateboarding story. Yes, yeah. The the concrete came to meet me really quickly many times. It and my friends like, Yeah, you might not want to do that. You're gonna be really tired really fast. And I'm like, oh, thanks for the support. Thanks for that. You know, thanks, Captain Obvious. But it is one of those things, like fun. You know, what is fun to me? And there's some things that look really fun. Even surfing. I tried surfing. The one time I got up, that was really fun. The other 99% of the time, paddling out, oh, my God, the next day, my arms, my shoulders, it was just, you know. So, like, did I go at it hard the first few times? Yeah, and it hurt. Kind of what you were talking about, Anu. Like, how can I just start to slowly bring this stuff in because I, I know I will give up quickly if I like learning to play a new instrument or a new part. It's the same thing. It's like, if you think you're going to get it in a day, you know, or even a week or a month, it's just like, just cool your jets. Just like a little bit every day gets it done. And it's uh, a game of plateaus, you know, or it's just like you take actions, you take actions, you take actions. And then it's like, you have a little breakthrough and it's like, ah, wow, that was pretty cool. That was different. That's better. And then it's more plateaus, you know? And um, the more I can let my mind settle into that, the easier my self-care gets. Um, also, I was, the other thing I was going to say too, that having great people around me, having great relationships, and if I got some relationships that are not so great, 
you know, what do I do with those? Well, I call people who can understand that language and go like, what, what do you think I should do? You know, I ask for like some input on things and then I consider it and then do whatever I do with it. But anyway, this is a, a vast subject I'm getting and, and I have a vast sort of uh, uh, a whole lot to say, but I'm going to, anyway, I want to hand it over to y'all. That's just, yeah. Short, you know, I mean, one, once again, uh, Mr. Hadley, you and I have, have many parallels there. I, I was, was raised in a household that had no zero awareness of self self care in any way, shape or form. It's a house full of, of workaholics. If you were sitting still for any amount of time, you got yelled at to, to, to go outside and do something. Um, so, um, and there, you know, I've talked about this before. There were times when, um, when I was playing football that there were days that I, that I would get up in the morning, play football game, and then I would get dragged out to a BMX track to race that afternoon. And that was pretty regular. That was a pretty regular thing. So I never really, um, didn't really learn much about, uh, taking care of myself growing up. It was, it was all stuff that, that I had to learn later. And, um, like the, the thing about taking compliments too, same thing. Like I, I, I'm still not great about taking a compliment and I, and it didn't even occur to me. That's, that's, that is kind of an aspect of self-care. It wasn't until I met Hazel that Hazel would do things like, like give, pay me a compliment and, and I wouldn't say anything. She goes, and she would go, this is where you say thank you. <laughs> like she, that is what she would do. You can, she would go, you can say thank you now. I go, really? She goes, yeah. Oh, okay. Thanks. And, and I do it now. I you didn't just undermine it with, with humor or some kind of uh, always to get your always, own self. Always, always self-deprecating. It's like, you know, yeah, I, I could never take one to, to, I would, I could never take one to the point that I would sometimes get hostile about it. Um, I'll never forget it. Like the first time I played drums in a band, excuse me, with, uh, with my friend, Andrew Moore, he was, he was, he was like, man, I didn't, you know, I, I, up to that point, I'd just been playing bass and punk bands and I just, just, kind of, I used to just, just noodle on, on the drummer's drum kit. And at one point, um, we were sharing, we were, we, we had this warehouse space that we were getting to practice and I was, and I was playing with a few different bands and, and I started playing with his, with his band, just messing around. And he goes, you know, you're a really good drummer. And I got pissed. I said, I was like, fuck you, man. I'm not a good drummer, motherfucker. Stop it. Cut it out. <laughs> You're an idiot. You're making fun of me. Fuck off. And and like, <coughs> and 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 like he flashed. There was a, an expression flash on his face. <clears throat> his face was shock. Like, like no, really, I, I was really actually trying to compliment you. And like he did, he didn't roll with it. He was like shocked <clears throat> that I got so angry. I w- I would get angry when people uh, would compliment me. I didn't like it. Yeah, that reminds me, like. Receiving is a form of self-care, you know, and, and uh, like how to receive graciously. I certainly have gotten a lot better at it, but it's just a practice, you know. I, and I live with someone where it's like there's a lot of communication all the time because we have a lot to say to each other. And uh, just receiving a compliment and sometimes she'll just stop me and go like, did you actually let that like settle in? Did you actually hear what I said? And I'm like, Yes, I heard what you said, <laughs> but I have to like slow down and think about it. And 
Like receiving compliments is one of those things, you know, if we're constantly like, no, 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 that's cool. They're like, oh, here, here's a new motorcycle. You're like, no, 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 that's cool. I got one. That's cool. You know, take it, they take it away. That's a lot of people go through life like that. I certainly did. I, I still did have to consciously go like, okay, brain, this is where you put thank you in your mouth. You say yeah. thank, and then you say you. Like I have to <laughs> consciously do it. But it does, it make does. Make it, it, it till you make it. Yeah. It does flip a bit though. It does like, it's one of those things. It's like, like the, you know, it's like the simplest thing. And just the act of saying, of just thanking somebody for a compliment does, it, it, it flips a bit in your head in a way, doesn't it? Yeah. I also think, you know, especially like the, the household I know you grew up in and the one I grew up in, you know, it was more about, uh, self-defense than self-care. You know, it was a, it was very like armor and like, did you really mean what you said? But I never asked that. I'd just be like, mm-hmm, grain of salt. Like, I don't know about you. And I didn't learn to trust, you know, like having that sort of a uh, trust, but the intimacy is, is, you know, built on trust and having self intimacy, like being, having, you know, an awareness. I mean, that's where mindfulness and meditation comes in for me because I, I didn't really spend much time in there because it was, unless it was exciting or charged, you know, that was like, I lived a, a pretty wild life and uh, much to the dismay of some people around me, but also to the delight and the jealousy of some people around me where they're like, wow, I wish I'd have done that. That's crazy. I can't believe you just did that. And I'm like, it's just what I do, <laughs> but it has a cost. It has a very high cost, you know, and uh, kind of moving into whatever next phases of, you know, like what's, what's right for the morning isn't right for the evening. So it's like sort of as we move through these stages of life, now I'm at a point where I'm, I can be open to that stuff in a way that I couldn't before and not try and kind of what you talked about on you, like punishing myself with exercise or like, I got to do more better. I mean, our culture totally just feeds us that, that bullshit. It's a total meritocracy we're living in. Like you have to, here's the numbers. Here's what it's supposed to look like. Why aren't you there? And it's, you know, now I can just be like, my life's pretty damn good right now. And if I want change, I can, you know, consider that and ask for help around that stuff. And even music production for the last couple of years is really, especially in the last year, has come way up because I got really focused on like, oh, yeah, that's missing from my life. That used to be my whole life. And somehow it disappeared. I disappeared into like all the same shit everyone else gets stuck in. And now it's like probably the most vibrant currency in my life. My friendships, you know, all my relationships with my family and friends and my girl and, uh, and music, it's just like um, eclipsed everything else. It's pretty great. And, you know, I can include all the stuff, but it's a daily practice, you know, and I can't do it alone. That's what I, that's what got me into trouble before. So how, how did you guys learn uh, to, to take care of yourselves or practice self-care? Like, were there particular inflection points or, or things? Is it an ongoing process? Were there particular milestones or landmarks? And, and maybe uh, what, do you, what do you do now also? Mm. <clears throat> you want to go, D? Yeah. So um, I'm, 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 I'm trying to think about how to talk about this because I, I, there, there's aspects of this. I, I, I've talked to Michael about this and there's aspects of this. I don't, I'm still reticent to talk about, but 
Um, I, I had a bottom out situation about 20 years ago where I was having trouble leaving the house. Like I, I start, uh, what is it? Agoraphobic when you, when you can't, yeah, yeah I was, I, it, it was like some version of that maybe. <clears throat> um, and <clears throat> this was happening at a, at a time that I was working at a job where they expected me to show up for the job. I mean, I could work from home from time to time. I, you know, I had the ability to work from home, but this was really more of a time in the industry when it, you know, it was expected that people show up. Um, and, uh, it became, it became a job issue, um, because I was doing it so much. And, and, and then I finally realized that I needed to do, to do something. And, um, that, that kind of kickstarted me, um, looking, looking for therapy, um, I was having back problems. So I started, um, uh, trying to, to seek out other ways to deal with back problems besides, uh, chiropractic, chiropractory, uh, besides using a chiropractor. Cause that turned out to be something that wasn't really helping. So I started going to physical therapy and, and I learned, and, and I learned yoga there. And, um, and between those th- two things and, and a lot of help from my friend, Michael Haley, uh, I was, was able to climb out of it. And that's, that's what kind of kickstarted me. <laughs> So pain, 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 at least in my life has always been a, a great revelator and motivator, you know, and I think for most people, I, you know, I can be compulsive about a lot of different things and like pushing too hard and like, got it, you know, well, that's cool. But like, what about more, you know, and what about, ah, oh, yeah. What about that? I'm like, that's cool. But like, what's that over there? You know, and I was just constantly, I couldn't be in my skin or be really present I think I presented reasonably well, but maybe not. I don't really know. You know, it kind of doesn't matter. But pain, kind of what you just described, D, I totally relate to that where you hit some kind I of I was taught to bottom. ignore it. Yeah, it's it's easy to do, especially, especially in those kind of households, especially that you and I were in where it was just like, you know, they're like, I don't give a fuck. You know, just like you got to perform. Get up and do your it's shit. It's always like, yeah, it was always like push through it, man. Bootstrap, just bootstrap, just, just get it on with it, you know. Walk buck, it off, buck yeah. up, buddy. That that was that was what the old man used to buck up, buddy. Just fucking uh-huh. get back out there, get get out there and do it. You can still yeah. walk. I think that's pretty common. I mean, I, I hear that a lot. Just people like forcing themselves, pushing themselves really hard. And for some things, it's it's totally appropriate. You know what I mean? I wouldn't say like don't don't push yourself, but in a healthy way, I think it's good to have. You know, kind of what Anu was speaking to about coaches and therapists where people are, you know, you get some perspective where they're like, no, that's not accurate. You know, and it seems like you're pushing a little too hard or you're just you're doing that wrong. You're going to hurt yourself even to let that stuff settle in. You know, like the times where I was I made some decisions, but I didn't check in with anyone about my life. And uh, I probably couldn't have heard it anyway at the time. But nowadays I'm like. I I have a group of people that I trust around me who can just kind of help shepherd me through those periods where I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm actually kind of terrified. And uh, what would you do? Or what did you do? Like asking people for like, you know, have you dealt with this before? That's always super helpful to me. But 
you know, being self-sufficient was part of the DNA I grew up in, you know, on both sides of my family. It was just like, you know, high performing dysfunction that you never really saw and no one ever talked about. So, you know, they presented well and that's what I learned. And it's just like, as their lives are falling apart and I just, I, I didn't hear about it or notice it. Uh, but later on, I'm like, oh, geez, I had no idea all that shit was going on. <laughs> so that's it is swimming in that water. That's you get more of that. It is a hard thing for me to reconcile because, you know, it, it was it was tough that way growing up. But the other side of it was is that is that it did end up being um, serving as this highly dysfunctional superpower of sorts that. Yeah. got me to where I am because I was willing to do shit that, that, you know, at times that no one else was willing to do. Um, yeah, and it, unfortunately it works. Paid the That's price for it. Yeah. It. And, well, and it worked. It worked. You can, you can look I paid at the it price a, for it dearly, but, um, it, it did, did help get me through some, some pretty critical impasses in my professional career. Sure. You, you can look at it as a superpower. You can see it as a survival mechanism. And I, I think part of that's the challenge is that at a certain point, um, that strategy or that survival mechanism may not be appropriate. And it may not. It, I, this is something I, I've I've thought about a lot as well. And, and I think it's important to at least consider the possibility that there might have been other paths <laughs> or other ways to get there that yeah. uh, were less hardcore or less destructive. And sometimes I think about what my life might've been like if I had had uh, better guidance or an ability to take care of myself a little bit better, you know, what, what, could, what else could I have accomplished uh, in, in that time? Or if we want to flip it away from sort of an achievement based discussion, could I have accomplished the same things and had a better time doing it? Uh, or I think, I, I think kinder about that to myself. My mind goes to that place quite a bit too. Yeah, I, I can't. I don't even have time to entertain that shit because it'll fuck me up. <laughs> I'm just like, no, no, no. It happened how it happened, and it got me to this point. I mean, you know, I would also have sacrificed all the great stuff in my life now too because I couldn't have gotten to this point without all the bad shit that happened, and a whole lot of great stuff happened too, or at least very exciting and entertaining. You know, where it's like. He's got a lot of stories to tell, and which is fine, and I've survived it. But I'm also, you know, I'm I'm more at a point of thriving at this point, and uh, that's helpful. And it's not perfect, you know. I still have my own sort of defects that come up in my thinking and speaking, where I'm just like, oof, boy, I just stepped on someone's toe, you know. Like, mm, okay, but coming back to the returning back to a. Uh, um, what's workable and helpful is just kind of the only thing I really try and focus on. Cause I really, I, and I totally, I have those moments where I kind of go dark and I'm thinking like, ah, oh, if I'd have spent the money on that instead of this, or if I'd have held on to that guitar or that motorcycle, I'd still, you know, and it's just like, oh, what? Yeah. I'm like, I don't really know if that's what's closer to the truth is like, you're doing really great. So I just have to try and tell a better story about where I'm at now. And if I want to change, I can ask for help, you know, and that that's being vulnerable and like is a big deal for self-care. Cause like, I know most people don't want to show the underbelly. They just don't want to, I, I know I don't want to look bad, you know, but I can tell that that's also what was killing me most of the years. And now I'm just like, you know, I'm just a human being trying to make my way. So 
So if, if a friend came to you, uh, or if you saw a friend who is in, in dire need of learning some, some self-care, like what sort of things would you recommend? How would you suggest people get started? It's funny you bring that up because this, that something like this just, uh, came up with me with, with the day job. Um, uh, there was some discussion and, and it, and it's something I'm, 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 I'm kind of ruminating on that, that I think I'd like to talk to you about it a little bit more offline, Michael, um, of people have recognized certain things about me. And, and, uh, when those things came up, uh, the first thing that came out of my mouth was it's like, well, it's, it's because of meditation. Like I can be that way because of meditation, meditation helped just, just fixed everything. Um, so uh, I've been bandying about the idea of, of, uh, of, of doing in, uh, uh, bootstrapping some kind of <clears throat> yoga class, like, like, you know, 30 minutes of, for, that people can join and like do yoga and yeah. like in a morning, you know, like doing something like that. Because it, it, when I, when I started thinking about it out, out loud, when I got asked about it, um, I, I, I realized that, you know, engineers are very, very anxious people and they probably don't do a lot to, to, to take care of that. Um, and I know that that is the thing that that's above, above and beyond everything else is the thing that's the thing that helped me, um, with my stuff. So, uh, I have been thinking about trying to find ways, to, ways to do that for people because it is, you know, it is very much, uh, end, endemic of, of, uh, what I do during the day. Yeah. You know, I, you're, you're constant, you're constantly in this headspace of wondering if you're making the right decisions. Um, are you on the right path? Do, is, is this thing going to, going to land where you think it's going to land? Is, are, are these, these other people in this other time zone going to follow through and, and pick up what, what, what they need to do? Are they going to make the right decision? And you're just constantly, you're just thinking about this stuff all the time. And you did, you just, it's really hard to give yourself a break. And the thing that, that, that's helped me that I think can help other people, um, in that situation is, is meditation. Yeah, there's, uh, I think meditation is just a great practice in general. I mean, it's part of the title of the show and we're not selling meditation. You know what I mean? I don't have any products for you to buy. Yeah. Maybe we should though. And perhaps you should oh, take no. okay, Michael Alex Haley's Jones. extreme mindfulness course. I'll bet Anu could do a really good Alex Jones. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, don't even start. We've got a program for you that includes the supplements. Yep. It includes the meditation sessions. You can pay for it in four easy installments. What are you waiting for? Get your <laughs> life under control, dum-dums. You idiots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm a pretty pragmatic human being too. And I just don't, I try not to prescribe like, you know, oh, you should just drink more water. You know, like uh, there's a lot of advice out there. This is the hardest thing about like, how, where do I start? That's a great question. <clears throat> I think, uh, look to people who are, who seem to have a nice life, you know, who are doing things that you want to do and just kind of like, you know, model yourself after them. You can start to do like, well, they do these three things and I don't do those. Why don't I try starting to do that without going to extreme? I think finding a meditation practice that works for you, asking someone who has one, <clears throat> say, how do you 
do meditation. What does that even mean, meditation? <clears throat> and because uh, there's so many access points to it, but it can also be super overwhelming. Um, yoga, like doing something with your body so you get in, you slow the fuck down and you get inside your body where you're not, you know, people love to lift weights and do things, walks, runs. Uh, what I like about yoga and just general stretching and I do my yoga's practice is not that great. It's, you know, I kind of have some basic things that I do just to slow down and my mind starts to slow down and I can be inside my body. Cause most of the time I spend it from here up. I'm like talking a lot, thinking a lot, listening to music, examining things, which I love to do, but like, you know, how, how do I feel today? You know, do I have any pain in my body today? Where am I? You know, how am I feeling? You know, all those sort of emotional uh, points to check into and just trying to sort of build a relationship with inside my body, but also emotionally too, you know, like, what do I feel today? I was talking to someone the other day who's been practicing that, just, you know, getting up and going like, well, how do I feel right now? And sometimes there's a big old space in between that question and getting to like, I'm not really sure. Like, is it anger? I'm fear? Is I'm a happy? I'm a, I'm not really clear. So spending time, uh, emotional practice is helpful. You know, it's spending little, time figuring out what that is. Yeah, you know, like therapy. That's, that's one of the things. That's one of the things you taught me. That's one of the things my, my therapist taught me. Is yeah, just don't like what. What am I feeling right now? I mean, you you kind of know uh, driving in Los Angeles traffic. It's really easy to like anger is a real quick one. And there's a whole lot of quick responses to that oh, that yeah. I have that I carry with me in my bag of shitty things, you know, and if I want to use those tools, that's fine. But I really try and like, okay, I'm going to try to not honk my horn today. I'm going to try and not, you know, drive like a dick today because there's plenty of opportunities to like do all the bad stuff or eat bad food or whatever it is. Like you try not flip, flip somebody off as you're passing them. Yeah, it's a natural, and I don't know what they're going through. Maybe their their mom just got diagnosed with cancer or died, or something like I don't know what they're going through. They're, they're probably just a selfish jerk, though. Is yep. the yeah, <laughs> a, a young gotta, a young gotta, man gotta, who's never been in a car accident. Nine out of ten. Yeah, I got got a got a side with Ono on that one. But it's easy. Never, yeah. never, never been in an accident. That's a good observation. That's true because I have been in, in accidents. I was in a really bad one when I was a kid. That uh, that definitely changes your your perception of things. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like getting your ass kicked in a fight. You you have a newfound respect for humanity, in in some ways, for better or for worse. You know, if if you've had it, you've been in, if you've been in, in a scrap or two. Yeah, you think differently for sure. You do. You know, and like, how do you how do you find some balance and equanimity and all that stuff? And you know, it's the state of the world, you know, kind of at any given moment, there's always just like conflict going on. I'm just trying to deal with the aggression and conflict inside of me. I mean, I got to start there first. You know, what's his name? Chogyam uh, Chungpa used to say that. And he, he was, I remember he was in this class. I saw this video of him and he was speaking. He's this, you know, Buddhist teacher who's passed away now. He, has, he had this like practice called Crazy Wisdom. Uh, and there's a movie about him. And, uh, Anyway, he, one of the practices, he was in this class and he was talking and he was in a class with all these hippies and they're just like, yeah, but what about all the aggression out there, man? And all that stuff. And he's like, I'm more concerned about the aggression in this room. And everyone's like, what? He said, yeah, in this room. 
have we even looked at the aggression in this room? And everyone's like, oh, you know, because really, like, there's a whole lot going on here that I can deal with first before I start to look outside of myself. It's easy, like relationships are like that, where if the list gets long enough, then you just go, chop, you're out. My grandma used to do that. That was one of her expressions, chop. And she died with, you know, no friends, really. She had a couple of people in her life. You know, we loved her. I, I thought she was hilarious, but I could see how like that would be a very lonely existence. And she had a lot of anxiety, just kind of what you were describing, D. I certainly have anxiety that I did not recognize before I started to like treat myself better. And I'm like, oh, no wonder I wanted to do all that crazy shit. It's a way better distraction than like dealing with what's going on inside. Um, but that's the first place for self-care is like, it's not so much outside of me. It's all starting in here and sort of, uh, taking an inventory of like uh, uh, being the the registrar of your own experience. And then I start to get some distance from it. So that's really kind of a first practice is like, how am I feeling today? You can even like write it down. If you have a little journal, you can just write in one word. Like what's, what's my emotion when I wake up? You know, how am I doing? And, uh, and notice it through the day because it's, it is ebbs and flows like the tide, you know, it comes in and it goes out and I'm just like, and I don't even recognize it sometimes. Um, physical practice. I made a little list here too. I think, you know, food and exercise. I mean, we eat food every day and depending on your relationship to food, some people have a real issue with eating too much food, not eating enough food. They starve themselves, you know, because they trying to fit into whatever they think they're supposed to look like so they can, present better, you know, uh, but that all that's up here too. Um, what was the other thing? Yeah. The body relationships, you can, if you even just break your, your life into like five little parts of, you know, these are the big segments of my life. And then you can start to go, how, well, how am I doing in that area? You know, a little self-reflection goes a long way, you know, and a whole, you know, a little ignorance goes a long way too, but like, I'm not suggesting that that's kind of natural to hide. Anyway, I, th- I feel like I'm yakking on, but like, yeah, what that's about true. You on you? How did you get started in uh, sort of taking care of yourself? Well, um, I, I guess I, I sort of got to a place where I realized that what I was doing wasn't working mm. and, um, you know, had, had come from sort of an environment where I had, uh, perhaps bad coaches or bad advice that were basically all on the just like beat yourself up more uh, tip. And uh, as I mentioned, like reading about uh, Dara Torres was a, was a real turning point of this kind of like light bulb going on. But, you know, I also had these moments in my childhood of childhood uh, up, up until I was like uh, 20, where uh, I was very much had come from sort of a walk it off, uh, buck up kind of a background like you guys. And it resulted in a, a couple of really serious problems and uh, a, a near-death experience uh, at, at age 20 that made me start to realize that uh, I actually did need to, to take care of myself and watch out. And I began to realize that, um, you know, you, you can't just you can't just hit yourself harder and, and tear yourself down. Um, so I started with just the idea of of this one massage and um, realized, like, okay, well, if 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 I'm 40 something and Dara's 40 something and she's getting 
she was actually getting three massages a week. I mean, granted, she's an Olympic athlete and whatnot. But I was like, well, maybe I can do one every two weeks or something and just commit to that for a while mm -hmm. um, and, and see what it does. And there was a, a, a an immediate uh, change in sort of my uh, uh, personal attitude and, and how I felt. And it was a combination of the physical benefits of the massage and I think the mental benefits of deciding that I was going to take care of myself. Uh, it also took me a while or is still taking me a while to suss out the difference between sort of bad ideas or fake self-care and true self-care, right? Like we might think, oh, okay, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to drink this six pack of beer. <laughs> I'm going to do something nice for myself. I'm going to turn oh, off yeah. the bad feelings for a while. That's how I used to do. Yeah. And, um, or, you know, I'm going to eat this bag of chips or I'm going to order uh, a pizza or something like that. Right. Yeah. You deserve it. Uh, hey, it's been a hard week and I'm just going to, I'm going to do something yeah. nice for myself. But as, as I mentioned in my little uh, piece up front, you know, part of what you start to realize is that things like that, um, you, you, so I sort of realize that they're not good for me because when I'm done, I don't feel like recharged and ready to get back to life. I feel like either a sense of shame or uh, I'm ready to, <laughs> out, uh, yep. ready to pass out or my blood sugar's through the roof or. Oh, or I shouldn't have done like, that. I'm never going to do that again. It, never, exactly. ever, never. And, and that is a kind of like self-medication. Um, I, I would say that the, a couple other things that we haven't really touched on. One is that the whole idea of self-care certainly phrased that way is still fairly new. And for uh, I think, dudes of our generation, it's not something that, that you're generally supposed to do, right? You, yeah. We think self-care and we think of like fluffy white robes and maybe like a face mask and cucumbers on your eyes or something yeah. that's basically like for, for women or for people who can't hack it. Yeah, definitely and, not very doodly. Yeah. And, and I, I've come to realize that, you know, self-care is really sort of an umbrella term about things that you need to do to take care of yourself, right? Um, I mentioned I have sort of like I, at, at times I've had like this team of people, my my pit crew that's been been helping me out. But ultimately, it's a realization that not everything in my life has to be productive or destructive. Uh, there there are things in my life that I need to do for myself that are for the purposes of kind of maintenance and rest and rehabilitation. And it, it's taken me easily 10, 15 years. Um, to, to let that sink in and to recognize just, again, just like the story I was telling about Dara Torres, that, that that reconstruction, that resting is critical to the kind of, of growth that I want to have and, and having a balanced life. It's, it's, a, it's a yin and a yang kind of a thing. Um, you know, Dee, you'd mentioned that uh, earlier you talked about sort of this mistrust of compliments and I have that same problem. And I recognize that that comes from the same place of rejection of self-care. It is a kind of a sense of like, you don't deserve uh, to yeah. take care of yourself. Yes. You don't, you don't, yep. you don't deserve um, uh, a helping hand. You don't deserve a break. Um, and everything you do is wrong. And I still, I'm still wrestling with that. You know, I just put out this goth record, right? And <clears throat> even you guys said some very complimentary things about it. And in my head, my initial first reaction is, oh, they fucking hated it. I can't believe they're pandering to me this way. Like, oh, I get it. The more that <laughs> they it. say, the more that I they say it. they like it, the more I'm immediately suspicious and the more disappointed I am in the project itself. I'm like, man, all these people telling me they like it. Ugh. It's the, yeah. I don't, 
quit, quit, uh, just, just quit it. Stop trying to be so nice. And at the same time, the, the really messed up thing about that is that it's stuck to the other side of this coin, which is this intense desire for validation. It's like, I want people to like it, but I want them to really like it, you know, and not just like say that they like it. Um, and it's, I, I, I mentioned that because it is ultimately an exterior manifestation of what's going on inside, right? Like, uh, I, I need to, uh, like myself and really like myself. And, and that's part, that's part of how the, the self-care thing works for me. It's, it's gotten to a place of accepting and understanding that I ha I, I, it is okay for me to articulate needs, um, and that it's, it's okay for me to take some time uh, for myself that doesn't have to be in the service of something productive or, or uh, constructive. Well, that's, that's something I recognized in most success, successful musicians I know, or, or most successful software engineers. It's like, it, it is, is, is I recognize they're good. And then I spend some time with them and then I go, oh, you like yourself. That that's, that's why you're good at this. You like yourself. Yeah. And to, uh, to I don't, whatever. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, to whatever degree. I mean, it's it it is really like there's a spectrum of all that too. I, I you know what came to me while you guys were talking about that is especially that thing on you. You know, is really about self talk. Self care for me is really it starts with self talk. Like, what's the voice that's on my head that you know when I wake up and it goes, "Hey, good to see you, shithead. Wake up, let's go." You know, Frank's there waiting for me, just like let's go for a ride, and I'm like, I don't have time for you. And I'm going to, I'll keep bringing up Frank because everyone's got some version of that. You know, the self-talk is nasty where it's just like, man, if you just lost five more pounds, if you just like looked a particular way or like if you had that thing, if you lived in the right zip code, dated the right girl or guy or whatever. Try just a little harder, Michael. Yeah. You know, it's just, you got to work for it. It is this meritocracy you know, without trying to use that as a catchphrase, but it's like, even the word earning money is a peculiar, I don't like that word earning because it's really, it's all an exchange. You know what I mean? It's like, I receive money and I do certain things. It's and recompense for doing something. Yeah. You know, and so it, but it's a peculiar, like you have to earn it and it's in the vernacular every day. It's just like, you know, did you earn it? Did I do enough? Because I, I just stopped asking myself that question. I started saying, like, that's pretty damn good. Even with my recordings, really, that really started to fuel uh, just way more flow in terms of how much I put out. Because once I get into the flow of it, I just got to get over the first hump and then and, you know, flip the computer on, turn the Pro Tools on, and just, like, have a blank canvas and go, okay, I think I got an idea. And once I get into it, into that creative mode, just that particular one, then I'm just like, uh, okay, you know, and I start and I start throwing paint at the wall. You know, it's just like, boom, and like, oh, I don't like that color. You know, and it's just like I got a little more distance from it. But I can do that with myself, too, and go like, you're looking pretty good today. I started doing that really like in the last five, four or five years. I'll do this with my girlfriend. Sometimes it drives her nuts. But, uh, you know, I'll be talking to someone and she'll ask me a question uh, I'm trying to think of a good example of this. Um, or I'm, I'm talking to someone and they're just like really kind and dental and super like, Oh, what was all that about? I'm just like, Oh, look at this. Do you see this? Of course they're going to be nice to me. And she's just like, <laughs> oh, oh. but you know, it's like one of the ways I started to relate to myself is just like, of course, of course things go well for me. 
And uh, and you know, at first, it sounds like bullshit. It sounded like bullshit. It sounded like a lie. It felt weird. But I just started to practice that. I was just like, how do people do that? How do people have like walk around with this giant self-confidence that don't seem like they're a dick, but they're really in touch with like, hey, I'm pretty cool. I have a Exactly. I, yeah. I have a, yeah. I have an interesting it's a very line. fine line. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't know. And sometimes, you know, and if it ruffles feathers, I'm just like, hey, look, I'm just a human being. I'm enjoying myself. I like a lot of what I'm doing. There's some areas I'm still working on, and it's all good. Like I had my life goes really well for me. And uh, and it's not without problems, but that is a practice. It's a way to, to relate to myself. And I don't do that alone, too. I was talking to my friend Sam about this, and we were talking about, like, how do you acknowledge yourself for what you've accomplished and just going like, wow, that was really great. I'm so glad I did that and leave it alone without all the disclaimers or, you know, when you like, I know the three of us have suffered from this too, where you're like, Hey, I've got this new idea that I did. It's a rough sketch. And then the disclaimer starts to fall out of my head, you know, like, Oh, well, I didn't do this or this. And like, maybe this could be better, but like, I want to see what you think about it. (laughs) And I've already like laid out all the shit that I think is wrong about it. My girlfriend will stop me. She'll be like, shut the fuck up. Just play it for me. I'm like, okay. And I just play it. And then I just have to bite my lip and just like, you know, wait till it's oh, yeah. done. And then I go, yep, yep. What, what did you like about it? And what did you not? Just what do you think? Uh, but that that talk is automatic, right? And it's just like, I think to protect myself. And I think there, there was, oh, I was thinking about this other, uh, a book I wanted to mention too, uh, by George Mumford. And it's called The Mindful Athlete. And it's about meditation he taught meditation to uh, the Bulls, Michael Jordan, you know, like during that whole that whole time that the Chicago Bulls were just like dominating the basketball field. And like, I don't really watch sports. Oh, yeah. It, they get into that in um, that, that Michael Jordan documentary. They, they talk about that. Yeah. They yeah, talk about that did, coach they had. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Had, and, and the coach had hired George Mumford on because like he's a fan of meditation and like sort of Eastern style thinking. And then he took, he hired George to go work with the Lakers. And then the Lakers dominated because they were doing these meditation practices. And the, George Mumford was like a, he was a former, he was like a recovering drug addict who turned to meditation to save his life. And it fucking worked. And then he just dedicated his life to it because he could see, and he was a basketball player. He used to room with uh, Dr. J in college. Anyone remember Dr. J? Yeah, old school, you know, king god of basketball. And so anyway, I, you know, the audio book is really good. I don't have the physical version of it, but that book is amazing about like you can you can have all the results you want and meditation is one path that really to, like can change your thinking to allow in a different kind of experience for stuff and more spaciousness as he would put it too. <clears throat> anyway, that book George Mumford is really great. Uh but that's, you know, I attribute like that was one of those moments, doing one of those things that changed my life. The guy who I started to meditate with, uh, this little Tibetan guy who recently passed away, who was a teacher of mine. And I he just had some, you know, mojo that I was interested in. And so he, he agreed to teach me and I became one of his students. And like, I asked him a thousand dumb questions and I knew they were dumb, but I was like, I don't care. I want to know. And he was just so gracious in all of this and like straightening my shit out. And I'm still working on that too. I'm still practicing what he taught me. But um, 
Yeah. So, so I, anyway, to get that was a long way to go to get back to self-talk to like notice that voice in the head. You know, is it the nasty one or is it like a more of a friendly voice that goes like, "You're doing great." That wasn't perfect, and it doesn't have to be. You just the point is that you took the action and you did it. That's a very kind parental voice, which I I don't recall having growing up. So I had to create my own and find out how other people do that too. Same. You guys have both mentioned uh, like meditation and yoga. Are there, let's talk about meditation a little bit. Like um, what, how, how do you do it? Do you use an app? Uh, how, how frequently uh, do you do it? Um, how long do you do it? What sort of benefits do you see? How does it, how does it provide some self-care for you? <clears throat> I could speak to that. Do you want to, you, you, you first, first you okay. first, me second. It's changed over time. The first was uh, based in kind of a Buddhist uh, practice, uh, Vajrayana Buddhism, but but that kind of doesn't matter. It's not as important. I think finding something that works for you, basically the basics of it are just like, close your eyes, shut your mouth and sit still and uh, and watch your thoughts. Just notice like the voice in your head. And when that voice in your head goes, what voice in my head? That's the voice because <laughs> there's always a chatterbox going on in my head. There's multiple sort of chatter going on up there. So that would be the first thing is just like uh, I, I personally every day, uh, I meditate every day for about 20 minutes a day. I use uh, an app. Uh, I think it's called Insight. I can't remember. I'll, I'll, we'll put it in the, um, the information when we post this, but uh, insight meditation. And it's just really like a timer basically. And it has some really nice, uh, gongs. So that's my vote for that because it sounds nice and I'm an I'm audio engineer and, uh, the samples are beautiful, but it kind of carries me through it. I've also done, uh, meditations that were guided meditations. Those are also very valuable too. I kind of, when I stopped doing those, I just kind of wanted to pay attention to like what I was hearing and experiencing during it. And it was a little bit distracting. So I, I don't really do those much anymore. They're fine and totally valid. It's a great way to start because they can just walk you through it. You don't have to think about anything. You just kind of let it go. Um, I think it's, it's a different experience. I do it solo. Sometimes I try and meditate with other people during the pandemic. It was, you know, less, uh, it became a little more dangerous to like be around a bunch of other people. So I didn't, but I had a very different experience when I'm meditating with other people around me in a room, like at a meditation center, it seems deeper and more powerful. Uh, I haven't had that experience with online stuff. I haven't really tried that with like groups of people online, but I highly recommend just trying a bunch of different stuff and then find one and then stick with it. Don't treat it like a buffet where you're doing different things all the time. Try some out and then pick one and stick with it for like a month. And uh, a daily practice is great, even if it's for a minute a day. That is because some people can't even, it just bristles them because they're, we're so, on a, you know, not used to being in our skin. But just start with a minute a day. That's a great way to start. Just close your eyes, set a timer so you've got a beginning, a middle, and an end. And, uh, and see how that goes. And then talk to other people about meditation. Like, what do you do? Because I know, D, you, you meditate, and I, don't, I can't remember if you do, Anu. Yeah, I would, um, uh, I think of meditation 
uh, my take on it is it's a little bit like learning to balance on one leg, right? And it's it's a kind of find. I see it as a kind of finding your mental balance or uh, resetting. And um, uh, I I definitely don't do it as frequently as I should. And perhaps my commitment for this week, if we're going to keep doing that, is that I will meditate every day. Ooh. Um, but uh, my my. Uh, oh yeah, current, we didn't talk about our challenges, by the way. We, yeah, we'll, I guess we'll have to get we'll, into that. We'll, we'll touch on that in a bit. But my my uh, my therapist suggested that I start doing this about two years ago, and it's it's been pretty helpful. And I've done it on and off for a, a, a while in my life. Uh, I'm currently using Headspace, uh, which uh, is a, an app and uh, a subscription service, and I, I like it quite a bit. Um, but I think that the basic idea for me is kind of turning off the outside world for a bit, just focusing on my breathing and the moment as a way of kind of calming down the sort of agitated mental and emotional state I can get into. And when I get everything kind of settled down, it's like a snow globe, right? If I stop shaking the friggin' snow globe for a little bit, all that stuff settles down and there's a kind of clarity uh, that, that uh, opens up and a kind of peace. And one of the things that they talk about in some of the meditations in there is this idea of like, once you sort of know how that feels, you can get to a place of remembering it and sort of just flashing on it. So it doesn't have to take 10 or 15 minutes. The idea is that you can just kind of close your eyes and be like, okay, I need to get to that place or I need to remember how that feels and, and sort of recall that. And if I'm, if I'm doing it right, if I'm having the kind of day where I'm feeling sort of agitated or overwhelmed or something like that, like uh, restless to the point where I'm like, oh, maybe I need something to eat or maybe I need to go exercise. I'm like, no, what I need to do is I need to go sit in that chair over there and meditate for five minutes. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. This is what I needed to do. I just needed to to calm down. And if I'm doing it on uh, on a regular basis, uh, I find I have found that um, I am more focused on the things that are truly important to me in my life, uh, that I am less distracted by all of the bad stuff uh, in my life, um, and generally I feel better. In some ways, for me, running or long distance running is kind of like meditation. There is a mindset or a state that I get into after I'm about 10 or 15 minutes into a good long run. I'm warmed up and everything just kind of opens out and the thoughts all stop. And it's just me, uh, uh, just me moving. And I think that's, that's part of why I like running so much. I'll be doing six miles today after we're done here. Um, but yeah, I, I use uh, headspace and I've also experimented a little bit with insight timer. Um, but you don't really need to do much. There's different strategies and, and, I guess it's also probably worth noting that, you know, we're talking about some of this in the context of being creative or getting your shit together. Um, but meditation is kind of an end in, in and of itself. And, and I would discourage people from looking at it as like, yeah, this is how you're going to like unlock maximum power and like, you know, dominate your life. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's not that. It's, no. it's, it's not about that. It's, I, I would say it's, it's about quieting down the agitation and giving yourself, um, let, letting all of the stuff swirling around in front of you settle down so that you can see clearly. Yeah. It's like yeah. really brushing your teeth almost too. I mean, it's just, it's just something that you do every day. I mean, I do it every day as a practice and uh, rarely do I miss a day and it's not because it feels good. 
you know, every single meditation is different for me. Um, so if you're trying, if you're doing, if you're trying to like hit the same experience every time you're doing it wrong, you just got to like shut your eyes, shut your mouth and, uh, you know, find a cool dark space if you can. But sometimes I haven't, I'll just like, I'm in a parking lot waiting to pick somebody up and I got like 15 minutes. I just like set a timer, close my eyes, make sure my doors are locked so I'm safe and just like have the experience that I'm having. And that was something that I got instilled in me early on from my teachers. You know, it's going to be different every time because you're different all the time. You know, the the inner experience is constantly changing and the dialogue is changing over time, I mean, the science really shows that it's way better for your health. Blood pressure goes down. Like there's a whole lot of uh, physiological, your nervous system chills out. And so I find I'm way less reactive. Um, I have time to think about things in between, like something happens that I don't like. And I go like, oh, that's unfortunate. You know, and it doesn't mean it cures it because sometimes I get pissed too. And I'm like, "Woo, I'm really super red hot right now. I think I need to go outside, you know, or like, where's the bathroom again? And I can go cool down. Uh, but I can acknowledge that and have that. That is really helpful, especially with relationships and business. You know, I find I things become easier over time in general. So it's just, you know, like you brush your teeth. So you like, you'll have teeth at some point when you're older, but like, this is the same kind of thing where like, you're just kind of going like, wow, there's a whole, nasty horror show going on in my head today. I wonder what that's about, you know, whether it's past stuff or current stuff. Uh, and I don't need to figure anything out. I don't need to judge the the meditation I did. Sometimes I feel better than others when I do it. And I just go like, that's just par for the course. It's just what's happening. That's helpful too. But in yoga, uh, I studied with this guy. I'm not studying with him anymore. And he was really amazing. This guy was like six foot four, uh, just an Adonis. You're just like, wow. And he was like, uh, I think he's 85 right now. And his teacher up until about four years ago was 95. So, you know, and he was in India. It was uh, Mr. Iyengar, you know, Iyengar yoga. And he, this guy changed my life in terms of like how you approach being in your body. And, you know, when you get up, you don't just like get on the mat and do it. He's just like, check in with your body. Did you like ask your body how it's doing? And just like, how are you feeling? What speed are you going to go today? You know, what are you going to do for your practice today? Cause you really, but most people just jump up and go, I just have to do these, these five exercises or I have to run 27 miles today because that's what I always Let me turn my brain off and do the routine. Yeah. And it's just like, no, you want to be present through this stuff, even if it's uncomfortable emotionally, because that's where all this stuff bubbles up. And, you know, my dreaming state is better, you know. Uh, anyway, there's a whole lot of benefits to it. So I, I highly recommend it if anyone wants to have a healthier lifestyle. That's a good place to start. Yeah, that was going to be so, one of my other questions was you guys both talked about yoga. So what kind of yoga are we talking about? Is it Iyengar? Have you tried other types? Do well, hold on a minute. I want to answer the the, the last question because Michael took over. Okay. I took over. So so for me, um, I was thinking about this as Michael was talking. Uh, it was more like quitting smoking in that um, yeah. I I had, it was like, 
because when I quit smoking, I, I, I was like a two pack a day guy for at one point. And when I, when I quit, when I, at the time I quit, I was up to two packs a day and, um, there were no patches in those days. Not, not that it would have mattered because I, I was uh dirt ass poor at the time and I couldn't have afforded them anyway. So I had to go cold Turkey. Um, and it was like six to seven months of, of trying different things, uh, just trying different mind tricks to get myself to not smoke um, until I landed on something that, that, that worked. And I haven't, I haven't had a cigarette since. Um, for with meditation, the, 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 the Kickstarter for me was, was a book my therapist gave me called Calming the Anxious Mind. And, and it's a good book, but that book and a lot of the books that, that, um, that I got turned on to at that point were, were, were more about the philosophy behind meditation and what it is. They just, they all spend a lot of time talking about what it is and what it isn't. And, um, they don't lean into the actual exercise of meditation real quick. So, um, so for me, it was, it was, uh, it was years. It was a couple of years of like trying something going, Oh, that didn't work. Um, trying thing, trying something else, um, trying too hard, um, you know, trying to do like half hour meditations and, and trying to, and, and forcing myself to do that every morning and just hating it and just not liking it. And, um, and then it was a lot of um, conversations with Michael, like going, I can't, I can't figure it out. I can't do that. This isn't working for me. Do, give me some books. And then he would just, he'd, he'd just keep telling me the same things over and over. Don't have to do it for 30 minutes. You can do it for five minutes. You just, just have to learn how to note your thoughts. Those are all thoughts. You know, I would talk to him about like, like trying to meditate um, to push some toxic thought, thought out of my mind. And he would go, well, those are just, just thoughts, Steve. Those are just fucking thoughts. Just note the thoughts. Just kind of sit for a minute and note the thoughts and, and do that for a while. And, and after a while it's, it's, it's going to, you're, you're going to find it's going to start to help. So after a few years and, and, and after getting some, some, some good references from, from Michael Haley and also, you know, just continue, uh, continuing to go to therapy and, and trying different uh, meditation apps like you guys. Um, I tried a few, I ended up, um, landing on calm, which I like quite a bit. I like, uh, I, I like the, I like, uh, the meditations This Tamara. I can't remember her name. I like the one she does. And, she, and, and by the way, Michael, they also have a, a very nicely recorded gong in their meditations yes. and all of their meditations are like five minutes, 10 minutes. Yeah. Those so are great. The, the thing that works for me is I get up in the morning. You, you, I almost always do it like first thing in the morning after I feed the cats and get some coffee and um calm has an apple tv app so i just i sit on the couch i find a meditation on on the calm apple tv app and 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 i watch that and then a lot of times like in again this is all shit i just learned from michael like it doesn't have to be that fucking formal like sometimes all i do is um lately i've just been putting the, the venice beach there, there's a venice beach there's a Venice hotel, like right on the boardwalk in Venice beach. And they have a, they have a really good webcam. They have like a 4k webcam and it's, and on my TV, it, it's, it, it comes awfully close to feeling like 
sitting on the boardwalk at six o'clock in the morning, you know? Um, so sometimes I'll just, uh, with, I'll just turn, I'll put that on and just not have no, and, and it doesn't have any sound and I'll just, uh, sit there quietly and watch that for, for about 10 minutes or so. And then, and, and then maybe do like a five minute comp thing. And, uh, and that's what I do. Yeah. And that works. And, and it's, I, you know, so I ended up after like a years and years of trial and error, I landed on something that works for me with, with the help of my friend, Michael. Music, music is a really great meditation too. You know, I think, uh, finding something that, that you really enjoy and you don't have to put it in, you know, it doesn't have to be like a sitar and a bunch of gongs. It could be like, you know, just something that you really enjoy, like ambient music's really great, but also something that doesn't agitate the mind. I mean, cause it's all meditation at a certain point, even if you're listening to like speed metal, I can have a whole experience of that. Just going like, Oh yeah. It just takes me somewhere physiologically, emotionally. My favorite meditation is probably washing dishes, you know, or cleaning something. It's like ironing, ironing for me. Yeah, I, I fucking love ironing it. Like, like, Hey, Hazel, when I first met Hazel, like I would do it, I would do it all the time when I was working in an office, I would do it every fucking day. Yeah. And I love doing that. It was like the best meditation just, just to sit there and iron in quiet. Yeah. I think repetitive, repetitive practice, you know, like in martial arts, things like that too, where they just have you kind of doing stuff over and over and over again, you know, because it just gets you into your body and you can kind of like, uh, just quiet down the mind a bit where you're just like not thinking too hard. And one of the great, the best ways to get out of sort of that agitation is just to say the word thinking. Anytime like a flood of thoughts are coming through, I just say thinking and I kind of go, okay, great. Got it. Okay. You know, cause just acknowledging kind of what is actually happening is really the, uh, a great meditative practice. Um, without judgment, which is really hard because I always want to go, oh, that's a, what a beautiful sky. Beauty is its own kind of meditation too. But like in the terms of like, you know, someone who wanted to just start, just like pick one and just try it and do it for a week. If you can do it every day, great. And if you don't do it, notice that. Notice that your thoughts about If that doesn't work, try something else and just keep trying different things, right? If you miss one, just notice what you're, what you're, uh, self-judgment is, you know, where you're just like, oh, see shithead, you can't even do that right. <laughs> Whatever comes up for you. It's just like, you know, I didn't get it done today. Not so bad. We'll try tomorrow. Or I have a minute. I can do it right now. Right, right now is the best time to do a meditation. It's like, as long as you're not driving, you know, or operating any sort of heavy machinery, I wouldn't recommend that. Yep. Washing dishes. That's a great meditation. Yeah, I used to pull the ironing board at, you know, like when we first started doing this and we had the live stream. So we're live streaming, by the way, right now on YouTube and, and Twitch. Uh, I started looking around my the, the back of my room and thinking, man, I I'm, I don't look as, as nice as you guys do. And I, I pulled my <laughs> ironing board out. But then I thought, no, I'm going to keep my ironing board in because that's one of the things I do to meditate. Yeah, I have a nice works. ironing board. I have a nice iron and I love fucking ironing. I think whatever works. That's the best yeah. meditation. What about you, Anu? What What was the last meditation you think you did? Well, as I mentioned, I, I'd say running is probably the thing that I do most consistently, other than actual running meditation. Good. And um, it it's one of those things that, particularly when the p 
pandemic started, you know, I've, I've gone to the gym pretty regularly, but once the pandemic started, that was over. And for the first time in decades, it's been two years that I haven't even set foot in the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, but I live a few blocks away from the second largest park in San Francisco. Um, and was basically like, well, I can, I can do that. So a couple of weeks into the pandemic, I started, um, running and I've basically been doing four to six miles every other day, more or less without fail, uh, for the last two years. That's great. And, uh, obviously the, the physical benefits and whatnot are, are great is part of how I, I take care of myself. There is a, um, you know, great cardio benefit and, uh, you know, get a good sweat on and stuff. And when I'm done, I feel like I've accomplished something and, and had a substantial workout, but I have come to recognize that the physical benefits are actually secondary. And that the thing that, uh, it's really done for me is mental and emotional. Um, the discipline that's required to get moving and, and keep running and set a steady pace, the something about the rhythm and the physicality of it, as I mentioned, it just kind of like, everything clears out after a few minutes. I get a lot of song ideas. Uh, I'm able to think about things, but not in a fixated way. It's just like that, that meditative state of like, Oh, there's a thought. Oh, here comes another thought. There it goes. Um, and drifts by. And there is, I think also something profoundly soothing about running through the park and seeing all the trees and the greenery and, and, and things like yeah. that. As well. Um, you know, though, there are other simple tasks, as you guys mentioned, stuff like folding laundry and things like that. I'm I'm fine with that. I like it because I'm bringing a little bit of order out of some chaos uh, and stuff. But um, for me, I'd say it's it's running, and then you know, I need to get back to at least a couple times a week. But actual meditation has been has been very beneficial, um, and those sorts of things like exercise, uh, meditation. Um, maintaining my space, uh, putting new strings on a guitar or even just practicing the guitar, doing scales or my, uh, guitar aerobics book and getting to a place where I'm not thinking I'm just doing. Um, these are all ways that I, I try to take care of myself and, and, uh, get the, the little hamster on the wheel to take a break. Yeah. There's, there's so many aspects to this too. And I, it, I think it could be really overwhelming to think about like, where do I start? Like say someone's listening to us and going like, well, that's nice for you guys. You have teachers, you have some money, you're doing whatever you're doing, but like, what the fuck do I do? You know, where do I start? And I think anywhere pick something and then start, you know, um, I think it's different also too. I had this thought, I was jotting down some notes, like uh, it's it's different, I think probably for men and for women uh, in terms of self-care. Cause like, uh, and I've talked to a lot of women about this too, where how they take care of themselves. Sometimes it's kind of what you were talking about, Anu, where uh, it's more of a reward than a, a you know, like you, you reward yourself with like, you know, oh man, I'd like to have a really great drink or I want a big old bowl of nachos or whatever it is. Or like, I deserve that new dress or whatever the thing is. And it's like, that's nice to reward yourself, but you know, and, and not to like have to earn it. But like, this is something that I do all the time. I have a list of wants that a a friend of mine suggested I put into my phone. He just said, just start adding stuff to it from anything from like a spatula 
to like, oh, an Aston Martin or something ridiculously expensive, you know, and just don't worry about the cost. Just throw it all on there and then start to give yourself those things once a week, once a month, you know. And so I looked at the things where I'm like, oh, that spatula is like five bucks. I'm just going to go buy that. And you go do that and you give it to yourself. That's a great practice too for self-care because it gets, it gets my, uh, it gets me into the experience of, uh, out of deprivation and into like, oh, I'm having things, I'm having the things that I want and it's not killing me. Cause I certainly tried to, you know, overdo it and have all the things that I thought was going to make me feel better. And I, I was the most miserable I've been in my life. And then after everything sort of fell apart and I like sort of like back to like, uh, maybe a different foundation for living for like what I wanted to do with my life. Then things became more sort of right sized. And so like, is my life right sized? Are there some areas of my life that are like not right sized or my deprivation somewhere? Like I could be doing more of this. Like that would be, I think, I think a nicer experience for myself. And then just be like, what's the first action I can take and then schedule that action and do it or do it immediately. If you can, you know, like I think, just picking any one thing and deciding I'm just going to focus on this one thing and I'm going to have some support. I'm going to ask a buddy who's interested in the same thing too. Like Dee and I used to do this all the time. Anu and I have done this where it's just like, I want more of this. Let's just do this. Let's talk about it once a week, you know, and check in and go like, you know, speaking of that, like the challenge we gave ourselves this last week, like I gave myself the challenge of, uh, on, on the note of sleep, I said, I'm going to have three naps this week. And so I scheduled the time. I gave myself like an hour and I wasn't sure how it was going to go. The first one was pretty good. The second one, uh, I showed up and I closed my eyes and I laid there and I'm like, am I napping yet? Which means I'm not napping, you know, but I, but I showed up for it and I went, okay, that wasn't so great, but I Go showed up. sleep dummy fall asleep, idiot. You know? And then the next one I laid down and I was, I was just, I had ants in my pants. I was just so like, Oh man, I'm kind of hungry. Maybe I should make some food, you know, but I like showed up for the nap. You know, it's like, this is just like meditation where you show up and you just, you know, you don't know what you're going to get, but it has a beginning, a middle and an end. And I give myself that. And this, so I had one reasonably good nap and then two naps that weren't really naps. I, I lasted about 15 minutes on the third nap uh, where I laid there and I just tried, I did some breathing exercises and then I'm just like, no, I showed up for it, but I'm going to go make lunch now. And so I went and made lunch instead, you know, and that was fine too. But it is one of those things. It's just a funny thing about like, how do I build a practice that actually works? Like, how do you run four to six miles every other day on you? It's like, how do you bring yourself to do that? And uh, the first one I think is the hardest with those things. And like, I think the second one is the hardest, actually. I think it's uh, really easy to get yourself to do it one time because you're like, I'm going to freaking change my life. And I got to, and in the, the first one is easy. It is the second day or the absolutely. second time that you're like, Oh, yes. now I got to keep going. Yes. You know, I could totally see that. And just the, the nap practice that just happened was just like the first one was like, Oh, all right. That went well. The others should be really easy. And the second and third one were just like, Oh, what am I doing? Why did I promise I was going to do this? It's a fucking nap, you idiot. You should just be able to close your eyes and take a nap. And I'm just like, wow, it's just that nasty asshole in my head. Who is that? Yep. Go Same away. 
I just need to sleep. Don't yell at me. <laughs> same, same, same for me. I did miss working out a couple of days and, and my mind went to that place when I did. And so, and it, they were, they, it was like, it was like day three and day four. Yeah. You know, you were asking about how, how I'm able to, to run. And one of the things I would say is that that's changed quite a bit over the years. In the early days, it was uh, largely driven by uh, healthy dollops of self-hatred yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> or, or a, a sense of trying to be competitive, right? You live in Los Angeles and everybody around Oof. you is beautiful. And you're like, well, this is what I got to do or else I ain't going to make it. Um, but at a certain point, I recognized that that was a very destructive way to live and that I was actually kind of negatively conditioning myself around uh, fitness of like thinking all these bad thoughts before I, I was going to do that sort of stuff. Where I'm trying to be these days in line with our self-care discussion is more of a recognition of, hey, I'm going to do something nice for myself. I'm going to take care of myself. Uh, I'm going to do something that is good for me. And so I'm going to go run. And a couple of the shifts that have come along with that are a recognition of like, uh, here's how messed up I can be sometimes. Um, there are some days I'll get out there and it's just, it is, it's really, really tough. Maybe, maybe my knee starts hurting or something, or maybe I I'm short on time because I'm trying to fit it in, in the workday or whatever. And I'll come back and I'll be, I've caught myself a couple of times being really disappointed and upset with myself because I only ran four miles as opposed to six. Right. And <laughs> tried to immediately start going, Hey, 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 wait a second. First of all, this like only four miles bullshit. There's plenty of your friends who would just be like, holy shit, dude, you ran four miles uh, and you're going to do it again. Um, but but trying to get to a place of recognizing that any exercise is, is good exercise. And that if I don't feel like doing six, I don't have to. Uh, the, the, what, what matters is getting out there and doing something. And even when I go out there and do it, I'm not trying to like break a speed record uh, I push myself if I feel like pushing myself. I'm just trying to get out there and do it for a, as long as I can. And if I if I'm wake up and I'm not feeling it that day, or I'm sore, I don't push through. I'm just like I'm gonna. I I am going to uh, do myself the favor of giving myself the kind of day off or rest or recuperation that, on some level, I clearly need. So th th those things have really shifted, but the, the main thing for me is, is treating it not as like, Oh, gotta get out there and fucking run. Uh, it's more like, Oh, Hey, great. I get to take some time for myself and do something that's going to make me feel good. Can't wait. Yeah, that's great. And I, I think that ties back into like the sort of a positive self-talk. Cause like you, I think people end up with whatever self-talk they were taught from their parents or whatever, they were brought up in, and I certainly did that, or the absence of it, the little child mind will start to like plug in stories of, you know, it'll make up its own stories about like, I wonder what that means. And like, I guess I should behave a particular way so I don't get the, you know, whatever uh, negative sort of response. But I think that's a really, you know, I've heard people that do mirror work. They'll get up in front of a mirror and go, you're a really great human being, Michael. I really love what you did yesterday. It's this, it feels so fucking weird. I tried it once. I was like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. I just can't even stand. Like, how do people do this? And then I went, do it again. Try it again. You know, and I kept I, like, I would, I would feel like Stuart Smalley. 
Yeah, I, it's well, kind of like that thing. But 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 part of it is because like those of us that have that particular cultural reference point, I think some of that is this Gen X mindset of like this is corny and it's lame. But I would argue that the thing that really makes us uncomfortable is the same stuff we were talking about earlier of like, we feel uncomfortable, not because it's corny and lame, but because on some level we're like, this is bullshit because that's not how I really feel about myself. And I don't deserve this stuff and I'm not worthy and people right. don't like me. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think that's why it makes us really uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. That's true. And it, I think it's also pretty natural that, you know, uh, what's closer to the truth is, is what you're saying to yourself in a positive way. And, you know, it's a likely story either way, you know, you can, you can actually like go and find evidence for like, yeah, that was terrible. You should probably never do that again. Or you can be like, Oh, I, oh, you did a pretty good job. That's a good start. Like if, if I had a coach who I was paying to say that stuff to me, you'd become more accustomed to it. And some people, I have this friend, David, who, uh, he loved to punish himself at the, at the, I made the mistake of going to the gym with him. I hadn't been in a long time and he didn't realize like this was part of his makeup and he would go to the gym and he would just brutalize himself. And he was, he loved it. He thrived on it. He drank like those five hour energy drinks and then he jam in there and I'm like, uh, oh, how should I start? I haven't done this for a while. And he's like, okay, get on that machine over there, that stair climber thing. And I'm like, great. And he set the tempo for me. And then he kind of went off and did his thing. And like, I couldn't walk for fucking three days. My legs hurt so bad. And I went, I fucking hate you, David. Like, I can't believe I let you do that to me. But I'm like, okay, a little ignorance on my part. I can take credit for that. And just like, I could go easier on myself. And like, I need to ease my way into things. <clears throat> and that's even, you know, really a self-care thing too. It's just like, just take one action, one simple action toward whatever it is. And, and then check in with yourself and go like, good work. You know, maybe it didn't go perfectly, but like, this isn't about perfection. I think that self-talk, you don't have to believe it at first. You just have to say it is what I was taught. And so in time, it becomes uh, very real <clears throat> in terms of experience and also the connection between like, you're looking good today, Michael. I do, you know, when I started dating my girlfriend early on, I was feeling really good about myself and I was just like, you know. So I would just take my shirt off and like, I don't, I do not look like an Adonis, but I took my shirt off and I'm like, I'm looking pretty good today. And she's just like, <laughs> what is going on over there? And I'm like, I feel really good. And I think I'm looking good today. And she was just like, yeah, actually you do. And I'm like, thank you for the acknowledgement. I didn't need it, but thanks. You know, and I was just kind of a practice because I'd never done that before. It wasn't like I could take my shirt off and go like, woo, check me out. And I always envied people who could do that, you know? And then slowly but surely, I'm just like, yeah, not so bad. You're looking pretty good today. Put on a nice shirt, you know, and just like, but I can give that to myself. And that was, that, that just takes a lot. I don't think we're born into that. Some people are. I don't know people that are. Oh, I, sh I sure wasn't. That's for sure. Yeah, me either. I was always just like, not enough. You got to do more. That's kind of, you know, what I think most of what, the Western society is about like, you know, yeah, that's nice, but what else you got, you know? And, and yep. I live in the, in the world of that, you know, in the entertainment biz where it's just like, that's cool, but that's already been done. Do you have something else? You know, or like, boy, if only it was like a little more like this and that resolve of like, how do I stick with what 
I'm passionate about and what, what I want to do musically or entertainment wise or whatever, it takes some wherewithal. And it takes a, for me, it takes a village of people going like, ah, oh, that's really great, man. Just keep doing it. And then eventually it becomes the thing that you want it to become, but it just takes time. I can easily talk myself out of that shit, but especially self-care. It's just, there's so many opportunities to fuck that up for me. For anybody, really. Yeah. So I just looked at for people who are having the stuff that I would like to have and go, how did you do that? Can you show me how to do that? You know, cause you know, and the internet's amazing. I mean, and it's also a terror because it'll tell you like 20 other ways to do it that'll probably destroy you but <laughs> or take your money or both. So a little Thinking bit about of- your nap thing, uh, your nap thing uh, felt like a good seg to, to something that I thought about after last week's episode I was talking to you guys about. And I was like, oh, shit, I should have talked about this. And then Anu said, well, do let's, let's do another episode. Um, so, you know, we talked, we dedicated a, a whole episode to it last week and there, there will, I, 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 I'm guessing there will, there will probably be more, um, sleep is a problem for me. Um, and after experimenting with all kinds of different things, um, all the different sleep aids that everybody it, it tries on, uh, powder magnesium, um, melatonin, mm. um, chamomile i tried all that stuff none of that stuff really worked what ended up working for me is these um these cb these thc cbd gummies that that uh, a company called wild makes w-y-l-d mm-hmm. they're pretty accessible in states you know where where um where weed's legal um pretty much everybody has them um and, and it's funny i was watching i was watching a really good stand-up comedian last night that was talking about um that's that spent her whole routine finding jokes in, in her, um, bipolar disorder. Mm. And, um, she was talking was about like Taylor Tomlinson. Yeah, that I was great. Watched that last night. Watched that last Did, night yeah, too. me too. Yeah, it was good. Right. She was great. I loved that. I loved that. Um, yeah, she, she basically turned, uh, turned her bipolar disorder into a routine and it was great. One of the things she was talking about was that she was saying she had trouble with sleep too. And so she got on this med. She wouldn't say what it was, but, but it, it, it felt eerily familiar to, to, to my situation. She goes, she goes, it does let me sleep, but my brain keeps working at all. Oh, she was saying, well, what, what would she say on it? She said something like I, I, I have, well, she has night terrors. She said the, the difference is, um, my night terrors still happen, but I get to see them play out all the way to the end because I'm sleeping. <laughs> wow. That's not unlike what, what the CBD gummies do to me. I, they do allow me to sleep, but my brain still tries to work. And, and what they what they end up doing is they kind of allow me to sleep by separating uh, by disambiguating any any emotional or physical attachment to the thoughts that are going on i just i get to kind of observe them i don't have to be participate in them and and so it helps with that it's it's been a huge yeah. thing for me i think it's great I, I think there's no i mean just for the sake of the audience too both of you guys the um you know there's no lottery ticket for this stuff there's no like magic silver bullet that's going to take care of it all it's like i think it is a creating systems that work. To, this is the way I like to think about it is like, there's all these sort of like pieces, like writing a song, 
Like it needs all these parts if I want to evoke a particular emotion or capture a certain experience. And so I look at those areas where maybe I haven't looked before and dust off some things and like, could I add a little bit of walking? Maybe meditation, I'll check it out. And then try it for a while, like give it a chance for a longer time than I normally would rather than like, I'm just going to drink a six pack tonight. And like that'll, you know, for some people that totally works. That is a kind of a meditation that just knocks your ass out. And uh, it's more medication than meditation. And, um, you know, finding those combinations of things and it changes over time for sure. I mean, there's things that I used to do that worked a long time ago that don't work anymore, like some adrenalated, you know, overexcited, overstimulated stuff is really what was distracting me from like being in here in my skin and just going like, this is a pretty nice life with some, you know, we have moments. I certainly have moments where I'm like, well, I really didn't like that. You know, maybe what can I do to avoid that in the future? Or is that, is that for something to me to, to look at and maybe change, you know? So I just, I'm trying to be more inclusive of the experience. And that's kind of like meditation. We just say kind of yes to it all and like it all is going to pass anyway, fortunately, you know, even the good stuff, it all passes. So like, am I actually having the great experience and like letting it pass and then what's next, you know? So, um, so there's no magic bullet. I mean, that's been my experience, you know, I, I think most of us are looking for that quick fix because that's what our culture tells us, you know? Oh, have you tried this new product here? You know, or even yeah. So, so you know, the other thing about that is um, uh, the other thing about that is Michael. I ended up uh, one of the things that that helped me to 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 devote my efforts back to meditation again was I landed on, on a good meds cocktail with my therapist, and then she was like, "Okay, now that we've got that, I don't want you leaning on that all the time. So, what can we do to get you to meditate again?" Right. So it, and it, and it was, and then it was like, it was years of that. It's like, well, I've tried this and that didn't work. And it was, and it was a lot of that. Um, and then once I found something that worked for me, I was not leaning on the medication so much. Right. So it's poor. I mean, it, it's, it, it, like you said, Michael, it's pretty simple. It's just all the stuff that, that you drilled into my head. It's just, all it is, is, is focusing on slowing down your breathing and trying to be an, an observer and an objective observer to your thoughts and just kind of putting them in the shoot in the, in the sock drawer, you know, for future reference, but not getting yeah. attached to them. I mean, and that's, that's really it. Right. I mean, that's pretty much it. I think that's it. You know, and for, for some people, especially starting out, if they've never done it before, it's unbearable. If you've never sort of, you know, uh, looked at the inner landscape and like what's really going on up there, other than just reacting to it unconsciously, it brings more awareness and consciousness and focus to things that can be really uncomfortable at first. And then over time it gets, it's like, you know, how I'm not going to get out and run four to six miles today because I, I think if I could run like half a block, I'd be happy. You know what I mean? But I got to start small. Yeah. And like, well, you know, so that's how you start, right? Yeah. You work your way up to it. It's like you run for a little bit and then you like walk for a little bit. It's and just run like working out. Yeah. Yeah. So I think any, any practice like that meditation is great, but like there's a whole bunch of other stuff and I'm sure we'll do, some other episodes about this junk as well. Cause you know, it's helpful for us three, it sounds like. So maybe it's helpful to some other folks. Yeah. I mean, I, I think as the, the thing I would try to put out there for people is like you, you deserve to take care of yourself. 
And uh, you deserve to spend some time to figure out what that actually means. It might not be meditation or yoga or some of these other things for you, but it's it, there is something out there that will uh, help you heal uh, both day to day and, and long term. And you owe it to yourself to spend some some time and maybe even a little bit of money uh, figuring that out. Um, it, it will pay big dividends and it will make you a better artist. Yeah, I, I think especially for the creative practice, you know, being able to be in my own skin and like, I can have my judgments about my creativity, but also get like, uh, I can be kind about it, you know, and just and keep finding what works. And like, when shit stops working, I go, okay, that doesn't work anymore. Let's do something else. And I think it's really just how do I be in the flow of this life? And even just, I think, considering this thought of self-care, just even hearing it today for people, letting that sink in. You know, of just like, I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about because I know there's people that are like that where I'm just like, I don't get it. I can't get it. But like just the seed gets in, you know, I think that's helpful. You know, just considering it, like, I wonder what that would be for me. So like a science experiment, you know, you just try the stuff that other people have tried and you go, well, that guy got those results doing that. Maybe I can get some of that shit on me. If I may be so eloquent. Maybe. Anyway. Thanks, guys. That was great. I think we, I think I think we're 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 right at about right about at that time. Should we pull a card? Yes. Okay, is everybody ready? I think so. Drum roll, please. Anu? Hey. Boom. Ha-ha. Oh, look at that one. Upside down. Discipline, self-indulgence. Give me a break. I like it. These crazy cards. That's my favorite kind. Anu's is question the heroic... Oh, my God. So fucking prescient. Question the heroic approach. Uh, mine is look at the order in which you do things. Not quite as relevant. I like your the, the two you guys pulled. Those are great. Brian Eno, take my money. Just take yeah. it. Whatever you're yeah. doing, I don't understand how you do that. Well, maybe you can get one of those light up, those crazy ass light up turntables he's selling for $20,000. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Oh, I didn't know about that. What Why didn't that I think about? of that? Yeah, let's see here. Uh, oh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta find something for that. Yeah, they're they're already sold out, and they were ridiculously expensive. Here, it's in the chat. Take my money, Brian. You know, I feel a song coming on. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll be the next one. There you go. Oh, that was great, amigos. Yeah. Um, you can you can find us, everybody. You can find us on, on uh, live streaming on the Twitch. You can find us on the uh, live streaming on the YouTubes. We've got our uh, Facebook's fan page. We've got a we've website. Got, we've got our website. We've got our, our vanity emails. That's admin right. Admin at Music Mindfulness and Madness. I'm still waiting for the spam to come in. Nothing yet. Contact us for questions, 
or if you feel the need to share secrets with the universe, secrets of the universe, or you want to, or you just want to learn more about meditating and, and, and learning how to, how to use it for, you know, being a maker, being a better maker, you know, hit us up. Um, we're, we're, and we're on Instagram too. We're on Instagram too. Yes. Thanks. We're thanks available. to Riverside.com for doing those, those nifty little clippy things that, that Anna's been sharing. It's pretty cool. That's right. Yeah. Music mindfulness and madness is taped in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> in Brooklyn, California. Next, next up. Wait, wait, don't tell me. <laughs> All right, enough of that. It's amazing how quickly this stopped, too. Oh, there's a volume thing on here, too. I feel like a yeah. little cold. I know. This is awesome. Yeah, Riverside's great, man. Yeah, and by the way, for those those of you podcasters that 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 are new in podcasting, uh, what what this is uh, not 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 a paid advertisement. Riverside FM is pretty fucking great. That's what yeah, we happy, use. happy. And, they out Zoom, uh, Zoom. It. It's pretty great. All right, signing off. Catch you all Howdy, next week, everybody. Next all right, week. gentlemen. Thanks. Hi, right, guys. <laughs>